0: So, good afternoon. My name is Renata Tsivkova. I'm from Prague, Czech Republic. And I served for a long time as the secretary to the European Society of Hypertension. And I was also responsible for important events like European Hypertension Summer Schools. And I was in charge of these summer schools for the last 20 years. So I'm really, I would say, very close to the society. And as you may know, there are new guidelines appearing and I was responsible for the topic of hypertension in women. And I'm very pleased that finally, this topic is taken out of special populations because I definitely think that women are special but we are not a special population because 51% of the entire population doesn't mean it's a special population. It's simply something which has to be taken into account and that's how it's written in the current guidelines. So, the important message is that hypertension is less prevalent in women before the age of 50, before menopause, but there is a sharp increase in the prevalence, as well as in blood pressure values in postmenopausal years. And actually, it has been shown quite recently that there is an incremental increase in blood pressure, mainly in systolic blood pressure, starting in women already from 30 years of age. So much earlier than we thought before. Um, From the pathophysiological point of view, there are many factors involved, but of course the main one is the reduction of estrogens and an increase in testosterone. And because of that, there is a change in the estrogen to testosterone ratio. But in addition to that, There are factors like increase in BMI, which unfortunately usually happens around the menopause, of course aging, increase in sympathetic uh, nervous activity, involvement of the renin angiotensin system, with the effect of uh, inducing vasoconstriction and thus increasing blood pressure. We don't have any specific drugs for treatment of hypertension in women. So we don't have any specific drugs for treatment of hypertension in women. And actually, we use the same classes. So far, none of the large clinical trials showed any difference. But the true story is that women were mostly underrepresented in these large clinical trials and at most they participated in 42%, but unfortunately only approximately 30% of the trials reported sex-specific results. So we just extrapolate that the efficacy of drugs uh, is about the same in men and women. So um, we have to take into account that there are uh, sex differences in adverse effect of various antihypertensive drugs such as it's well known that uh, calcium channel blockers induce peripheral edema more frequently in women and the same applies to dry cough induced by AC inhibitors. In general it's known that women report adverse drug events more frequently than men and they seem to be more serious. Diuretics are also more likely to induce hypokalemia and hyponatremia in women, which may sometimes result in a need of hospitalization, so it's quite serious. Of course, the critical issue is the decrease of hormones, of estrogens, around the menopause. So one would think about hormonal replacement therapy as the causal uh, treatment. But so far, all the studies which have been performed didn't show any benefit for um, cardiovascular protection in women. The current recommendation is that hormonal replacement therapy should not be used for the prevention of cardiovascular disease. In terms of blood pressure, there is no increase with hormonal replacement therapy. And nowadays, our approach to the hormonal replacement therapy is, let's say, less strict than the the American ones issued in 2004 And we say, if there are severe perimenopausal symptoms and there is no other way how to get rid of them, then hormonal replacement therapy may be induced, but only for a short period of time. So hypertension in, in pregnancy is usually a nightmare for physicians and particularly for obstetricians but it has been thought for a long time that this is finished with the delivery or maybe with six weeks postpartum. But now the relatively new finding is that those who had hypertension in pregnancy are at higher cardiovascular risk in subsequent years. This is true for hypertension, so the development of sustained hypertension is about twice or twice, two times to three times more common in women who had hypertension in pregnancy. And this is particularly the case if a woman had preeclampsia. So the highest risk is associated with preeclampsia. And it's not only the development of hypertension, it's also uh, coronary heart disease and even venous trompembolism and stroke. And the bad news is that all these events may occur earlier than usual because normally women manifest with cardiovascular disease, let's say, eight to ten years later than men, whereas these women get the manifestation of cardiovascular disease earlier on, maybe even before the menopause. So I think that's the take-home message, and it means that physicians have to ask about the history of blood pressure during pregnancy, because this is quite important, and it means it's an additional risk for future cardiovascular disease. So this is my take-home message, and i wish you you enjoy the congress thank you